Well, hello, my friends. God bless you. I just have a quick word for you today. And this is Coach Shelley. This is my um, my alter ego uh, working out in the field uh, with the kids and doing things to help them get going. So I have a word for you today. And that word is consistency. Yes, consistency. So good, bad, or ugly, you're going to get results by the consistency that is demonstrated through your lifetime. Good, bad, or ugly, whatever the results are, they are the results of consistency. So if you want to be good at playing ball, you've got to be consistent at practicing your pitch, your throw, your dribble, your shot. You have to be consistent at working out if you want to build muscles. You have to be consistent at walking if you want to increase your metabolic rate and affect your overall general health. You have to be consistent. Now, those are the good things. If you want to be consistent at um, being a couch potato, then, and the results being uh, putting on pounds that you don't desire to put on, putting on uh, st- the stress and the strain that happens when you do that. If you want to be consistent at that, you're going to get results. And the results are not going to be the results you desire because you're going to be um, suffering from problems in your health, problems with your weight, problems with your blood pressure, problems with so many other things, which I will not go into because by now you know what those problems are. Consistency. If you want a prayer life, you have to be consistent in prayer. Praying always. Praying with your understanding, praying in the spirit, being ready to pray at any time, at a moment's notice, should you hold on to pray because you've practiced your prayer life. In other words, you get up in the morning praying, you go to bed at night praying, and throughout the day you're praying, you're talking to your creator God, and you're giving him his promises as you have read them in his word and studied them in his word and believe them because his word is certain is you're consistent in what you do whether it's weight training or scaling back in your eating flesh things that are unhealthy unhealthy if you're consistent with these things savings a quarter a quarter savings whatever whatever your savings are designate as that thing you're going to save every week every month every year If you're consistent, you are going to get results. If you're consistent with giving, tithing, if you're consistent, you are going to get the desired results. If you're consistent with the stuff, you get the good stuff as a result. If you're consistent with the bad stuff, you're going to get the bad stuff as a result. So, My word to you today is consistency. Keep on doing it. Don't do it anymore. And you will get the results that you desire. 
Now, of course, there's moderation and temperance in all things. So I'm not telling you to run 50 miles to get results. No, I'm telling you to consistently chart your path and then follow that chart. According to the perfect will of God, you will get to where you desire to go. You will reach your desired haven. Amen. Okay, so this is Coach Shelley saying, be consistent. Count it all joy and everything give thanks. Consistently thank the Lord for his goodness. And you will find your life changes because of that fact. Okay, but bye for now. This is Coach Shelley saying, be consistent. Listen to this podcast. There's a word for you. God bless. Talk to you soon. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Well, this is Michelle, and I'm here again uh, declaring and decreeing the goodness of the Lord. Just I'm declaring and decreeing the goodness of the Lord, which makes rich and it adds no sorrow. And I am so grateful to our God for his goodness and his mercy, his grace, his divine hand of protection for being who and what he is in all of our lives that despite all of the negative circumstances that are going on around us and that are impacting people all around this globe, that we're here today to give his name praise and honor, glory and dominion because he is good. Praise ye the Lord. I am looking to the Lord in this hour. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. There is no weapon that is formed against me or you that can prosper as long as you put your hands in the hands of the Lord. He is a good God and there's nothing, nothing that God has said or done that will not be brought into fruition if we just trust him, believe him, Stand on his word and his promises and just keep on loving him with all of our hearts, minds, and souls. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Praise ye the Lord. Well, this is the After the Fast podcast broadcast live. Whichever way you're hearing this, this is what it is. It's the After the Fast podcast with Michelle. And for those of you that have been online with me, you have been on a journey of fasting and praying. Some of you have been doing the Daniel fast for 21 days. Some have done an abbreviated fast for seven days. Some have fasted just water 
for several days, and some have fasted fruits and vegetables only for the duration of the 21-day period. Whatever the nature of your fast, if you did it unto God, to God be the glory for the things that he has done, he has done great and mighty things in the lives of God's children. He has done great things in the lives of his children. And today, the Lord dropped this into my spirit. And it's the word from Psalm 30. Psalm 30. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn there. You can read right along with me as we look at and listen to Psalm 30. I'll give you a moment to find that. And I'll just sing this little song in my spirit. It's called Weeping May Endure for a Night, but Joy May Come, Will Come in the Morning. Weeping May Endure for a Night, but Joy Will Come in the Morning. Praise ye the Lord. Weeping May Endure for a Night, but Joy Will Come in the Morning. So I'm going to read to you from Psalm 30. Again, you can get your Bibles and read it for yourself. Uh, read along with me as I do so. Psalm 30, beginning with verse 1 of that psalm. And this is what it says. Starting with verse 1. I will extol thee, O Lord, for you have lifted me up, yes, Lord, and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Hallelujah. Verse three, O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave, you kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. I could read that scripture over and over and over again because verse by verse and line by line, there's something so powerful and, and impacting there that only God and you know how that word goes to you today. But whatever the case may be, the, the word of the Lord is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it is capable of dividing between the soul and the spirit that the word will go to the right place in your soul to bring healing to your mind and emotions to bring healing. The word today is weeping may endure for a night. But joy will come in the morning. Amen. When you're fasting and praying and crying out to God, there is 
a night that you're going through. There is a period of suffering that you're going through because it's a time of denial. You're denying the flesh, the things that it desires, loves, wants, and perhaps even needs. Because when the people of the Old Testament day were fasting, they weren't bathing and lotioning down and putting on aromatic fragrances and all of that. They put on ashes and put on sackcloth, grave clothes. They were dying physically to themselves so that their spirit would have life like it's never had before. The life that comes from seeking the Lord with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, so that your life can be transformed and miracles can happen. This is the night of fasting, the time of denial, the time of the breaking and the tearing of your flesh, the time of travail of your soul, even as it happens in the labor room in the natural, the flesh is being torn, it's being broken, your agony, your pain, your uh, incredible um, difficulty that sometimes accomplish, uh, is accomplished and is experienced during labor, it's a time like never before. But you go from agony to ecstasy. (laughs) Oh, Lord, the Lord says in his word that when that woman knows that that child has been born, that her joy comes. And it doesn't compare to the agony of the travail that she went through in labor. It supersedes it. It masks it. It triumphs over it. It gives victory over it. You don't feel the pain for the ecstasy that followed the agony. Well, the scripture says in Psalms 30 and 5, weeping may endure for a night. The trouble, the woe, the agony of our souls, the pain, the suffering, the grief, the trauma, the drama, the torment in our minds and emotions because of situations past, present, and even now. They pale into insignificance by comparison to the joy that comes when God gives us the breakthrough and he gives us the answer and he visits us with his presence and he brings the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Suddenly, all the dark clouds have passed away and we don't feel the pain anymore. It's over. It's over. It's over. And I say to you today, it's over. It's over. The weeping that endured for the night, for the days, for the weeks, for the months, for the years, it's over. The dark clouds have passed away. God has seen the travail of your soul. And he's satisfied. And the answer that you sought from the Lord, the Lord says, here, it's yours. Take it. 
Hallelujah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Praise God. I'm going to read to you today again from the Psalms. And this is from the Revised Standard Version, the Word of the Lord. It says, I will will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast drawn me up and has not let my foes rejoice over me. When we fast and we pray and we cry out to God, sometimes we're just nigh unto death. We're so desperate for change and desperate for answers, desperate for healing, victory, recovery. And during this time, I've talked to you about how David cried out to God for seven days of fasting and praying. But when he got up, he got up and he washed his face and anointed himself. And then he sat down to eat. The agony was overtaken by the ecstasy. When Hannah prayed for a son, she was on her knees with her lips moving and praying and crying out to God. But when she got up and the man of God poured into her life, she got up singing a song of ecstasy. When Esther And the people of God fasted and prayed for those three days and nights. When they accomplished what was necessary by virtue of the the prayer and the fasting, there was ecstasy and rejoicing when God triumphed over the enemies of Esther and her people. Oh my, I can go on and on and on. But the triumph that comes after the fast is what I want to speak to your heart today. Triumph, victory, healing. Going back to the King James Bible, where it says in verse, in chapter 30, or Psalm 30 of King James, it says, you brought my soul Up from the grave, you have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Some of you were in a comatose state spiritually. You were dead in trespasses and sins. But God brought you up out of that grave and brought you through this time of fasting and prayer or even someone else fasting and prayer for you. And suddenly the joy of the Lord has filled your soul. The breakthrough has happened. The travail of someone else's soul has brought deliverance to your life. And oh, what a mighty God we serve. The travail of your soul has happened, has taken place. Or the travail of someone else has taken place and the victory now rings strong in you. Praise ye the Lord. It says in verse 4, Sing praise to the Lord, saints of his, and give thanks to and in remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is 
is for life. I want to just comment on that really quickly. The anger of God was being manifested in David's life when he was found to be guilty of the sin of Bathsheba and Uriah uh, being brought into David's sinful uh, behaviors and victims of it. Because a point I'd like to make is when we sin, we're not the only victims of it. We're not the only person. We can say, this is just me. But no, your sin, whatever it is, is impacting other lives as well. Never forget that. You never sin without um, impacting the life of those that you know, or even those that you don't know. You don't know who it may be whose life you're impacting. So remember, sin not. And if you, the Bible says, if any man sin, he has an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins. He's the one that can help us get free from that sin and has paid the price through his blood, his shed blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The contrast in verse five is about the anger of God. It's just for a moment. And the quicker we repent and cry out to God for mercy, his mercy endures forever. But his favor, it says in verse 5, also endures forever. His favor is for life. So David experienced the favor of God even though he experienced the mercy and the judgment and conviction of God. We have the favor of God. Hannah had the favor of God. Nehemiah had the favor of God. You have the favor of God. Esther had the favor of God. And fasting and prayer puts us in a posture where we can be beneficiaries of God's blessings because we continue to posture ourselves uprightly before him so he can send down the blessings that we need. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. This is my word for you today that I want to share. This is the morning. This is after the fast. This is the time where we have suffered, we've travailed, we've cried, we've wept, we've denied ourselves, we've turned over the plate, we've had only water and, and pulse to eat. We have said no to all the fancy foods and fancy desserts and all the appetite-satisfying foods, and we've said yes to God. And we cried out to him and we travailed and we prayed. And the Lord says, now my blessings are coming down upon you. Because you cried out to me in fasting and weeping and sorrow, I will open up the doors that have been shut And the windows that have been shut, I will pour out you blessings from the left and the right and the north. And I will provide for you in the south and and for you, I will provide that which you so long have sought for and diligently cried out for. 
the blessings that have been denied, that have been kept back from you because of situations that were out of your control, because you cried out to me and humbled yourself and cried out in absolute surrender. I will pour out to you the blessings of my favor and will make those rough roads smooth and those crooked paths straight. Look up and rejoice, saith the Lord, for this is your time for plenty. It's your time for blessings. It's your time to dry the weary eyes and rejoice, O ye my people. And again I say unto you, rejoice. For the time of your favor has come. Amen. Amen. That is the Lord's word from the heart of God. Receive it and walk in the blessings. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy has come because it is the morning. Healing has come because it is the morning. It is after the fast. Healing has come. Healing for the body. Healing for the mind. Healing for the soul. Verse 2 of Psalm 30. Oh Lord my God, I cried to you and you healed me. Let that be your confession every single day. If you have been sick and afflicted, Psalm 30, verse 2, Lord, I cried unto you and you healed me. Amen. Your anger endured for a moment, but now the favor of God is everywhere I go. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Proclaim these things. Decree these things. For the Spirit of the Lord saith, this is your time to receive these blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this has been Michelle in the prayer room, on the podcast, or wherever you're listening, proclaiming and decreeing the word of the Lord and the day, the month, the year, 2022, the year of God's favor. Believe it, decree it, and let it happen in your life. Everywhere you go, proclaim, this is the year of the Lord's favor. I have favor with God, and I have favor with man. And watch God open up the doors for you that have been closed for so long. Amen. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this time of favor and blessing. We decree and declare that none of these things that you have spoken will fall to the ground, but the seeds that are planted in the souls, the minds, and the hearts of your people will spring forth into everlasting life and will manifest themselves with healing, deliverance, victory, recovery, every breakthrough and blessing that your people have prayed for, cried out for, fasted and believed you for. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is so. Amen and amen. If you believe it, shout amen. God bless. This is Michelle saying goodbye for now. And I'll see you again on the next podcast. Wherever you may be hearing me, to you.
with the word of the Lord. Give me words of encouragement to just sharpen the iron that's in your soul. For the word of God says that iron sharpens iron. So wherever you are and whoever you are, what nation, what creed, what culture, God knows you right where you are. You may be in a jail cell. You may be in a hospital bed. My heart felt prayer goes out to you today. And I pray that the Lord would just give you what it is that you stand in need of to make this journey, which sometimes it's long, it's agonizing, it's difficult. And it seems like there's no end to the journeys that we're on, especially if we're sick and afflicted or infirmed or just going through suffering for some other type of reason. Again, I pray that the Lord will 